Welcome to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. This podcast is for you, and I welcome you to come as you are. There is no judgment here, just folks doing everything they can to stand in their power and show up every single day. So if you're looking for inspiration, welcome. If you're looking to level up or to make a change or you just need a minute, welcome. And if you're looking for some perspective on your circumstances, either personal or professional, well, that's my jam. No matter why you're here, I'm glad you are. And this message is for you. Welcome to my village. On this week's episode of The Rutledge Perspective, we're going to dive into the area of people. And what I mean by people is employees that you have if you're a business owner or people that are on your team uh, if you are in corporate America, that whole idea of human capital. We're going to dig into that area. And I want to dig into it with you from this perspective. Is it employees? Is it human capital? Are people really assets? What happens when we call people assets? All that stuff. And this stems from a couple of things. One, words matter. For those of you who've been listening to me for a long time, words matter. We want to make sure we understand what we're saying. The other thing is that context also matters. Context also matters. So there was this thing that I read a couple of weeks ago where someone was ranting about the fact that we need to stop calling people assets and we need to start t- stop talking about human capital. And we need to, I mean, on and on and on. They were just worked up into a frenzy about the words that we were using to describe, in this case, employees. And this person was not making a distinction between employees in a corporation or employees for small businesses. They were not distinguishing that at all. They were just talking about this whole idea of stop calling people assets. I would argue, and this is probably a controversial decision or controversial position, people absolutely are assets. Now hear me out. Words matter, but so does context, right? The actual meaning of the word and the way in which we use the word in the context of the conversation that we're having. So if you are a leader What's happened is we've heard all of these buzz statements. People are our greatest asset. We want to value our human capital, you know, all the things. And then we have all these engagement surveys to figure out what makes people happy, right? All of the stuff starts to converge and give us a narrative that says we don't value people, right? And when you use these words, you don't really mean it. You're not valuing people. You're treating people like assets. Context. The reality is, if you as a business owner or you a leader in corporate have determined that the value that your assets bring is simply getting to the bottom line profit and you treat them as such, right? Then absolutely, you're treating people as very expendable assets. If you are putting out all kinds of engagement surveys, you're wanting to make sure you understand how people feel in the organization, and then you do nothing with it, you're telling people that they don't matter. When we talk about assets, 
right? If you look fundamentally at business, there are assets in a business. There are assets in your life, right? There are appreciable assets and there are assets that have depreciating value. There are expenses. It's business, right? There are pluses and minuses. There are assets and there are debts. And so when you look at a business, an organization, your life, there are things that are assets to that. People are one of those assets. People are one of the things, one of the categories that you expend resources on in order to achieve an outcome. Resources being time, energy, and money. Therefore, it is an asset. You spend time, energy, and money on this thing called people in order to execute actions to give you outcomes that drive profit in order to put back, theoretically, put back into the business to keep doing it over and over again, okay? Here's where the words and the context come apart. The way most businesses operate is that when we think about assets, our words and our actions do not align. We say people are our greatest asset. We say we want to do the right thing by people. We say we want people to show up as they are and, and to bring their whole selves to work. That's what we say. What we do is not give enough budget for people to actually get things done. We punish for failures when we say we really want innovation. We keep people who should have been long gone from the organization thus driving out the folks that are really of value and delivering value. We treat our people as if they are expendable assets like paper, pens, those kinds of things. We treat them like, oh, we can just go get more. If something happens and they burn out, we can just go get more of them. It's the context in which we have our people that drives the challenge around using the word asset. And it's our ability to disconnect those narratives in order to truly think about how we are driving our organizations, our communities, our lives, our businesses forward with that really critical asset called people. And one of the ways you do that is to invest time, energy, and money. You invest your resources in people. And you invest in those assets in a way that enables that asset to give back something, right? You pay, you give benefits, you develop, you have conversations and communicate with transparency, with compassion. You understand what people need. You ask engagement surveys and then you actually act upon them, right? If it's an asset you value as much as you value profit, then you treat it differently. It's actually, I would argue, when we don't treat people as a valuable asset, that things get off kilter. When our words about how valuable people are and our actions about how valuable people are get disconnected, that's wherein lies the challenge. It's not that we call people assets. It's not that we use human capital as a problem, right? Or as the, the, the word for the people that we have in our organization. You guys have heard me say this before as an HR person, as a senior HR executive, it is mission first people always. Mission first 
people always. You have to be able to run a really good business and understand what the business strategy is in order to develop a really great people strategy. And because you understand the business strategy well, your people strategy is going to be unmatched. You're hiring great people. You are treating people well. You are developing people in a way that not only gives value to them, but also brings value to their organization, right? It enables you to have this symbiotic relationship that says, I've got a business to run, but I need people to run it. And because I know that, and I'm going to expend my, my resources, time, energy, and money to get the best assets in order to help me create the best profit, I'm going to treat that asset as if it is invaluable. I'm going to treat that asset as if it's precious. I'm also going to treat that asset in a way that says, once the asset has outlived its usefulness, and I know I'm about to really irritate some people, once the asset has outlived its usefulness, I'm going to find a way to reuse, reuse, reduce, or recycle, right? Can I upskill people? Can I move people to where it's a better fit? Or can I help someone be successful somewhere else because this just is no longer the place for them? It's a totally different perspective around how you treat people. It's not the word asset that's the problem. It's the behavior that we assign to the way we treat assets in our lives, in our organizations, right? In our companies. That's the problem. That we start treating people as if they are expendable. And none of us is irreplaceable. We know that. Nobody is irreplaceable. But it's a difference in treating, in understanding that you're not replaceable, right? Or that you are replaceable versus treating people as if they are completely expendable. There's a difference, right? Understanding that none of us is irreplaceable helps us put the job itself, the work we're doing in perspective. Who knows what could happen? The economy could completely tank due to things beyond an individual's control. And therefore, the decisions that need to be made that impact that individual, right, negatively, those things occur. That doesn't mean the person is no longer valuable, that the asset is no longer valuable. It is that the assets are having to be realigned in order for the business to continue its mission, to be able to support as much as possible, as many as possible of the assets that it has invested in already. The other challenge around this whole asset conversation and people as asset conversations is that if it is working appropriately, Laurel's opinion, if it is working appropriately, an organization that is a for-profit organization structures its business such that it does make a profit in order to continue the business, to be able to innovate, to be able to develop new products, to be able to find ways to be speedier or, or increase quality, all of those things. And to have, you know, a necessary profit to give back to shareholders if they have shareholders. The challenge is that when given the opportunity to reinvest, increase salaries, increase benefits, Hire more people because you've got people stressed out because everybody's doing 12 jobs. Organizations, especially big organizations, make decisions that the most important thing they can do is give back to shareholders. We have stopped talking about stakeholders and started talking about shareholders. That's what converted the asset conversation to be a problem. Laurel's opinion. When we stopped talking about stakeholders and started focusing on shareholders, we started treating people as 
expendable assets. The first thing you do when something goes wrong and when the profit margin isn't what you want it to be, because heaven forbid we make less than a exorbitant profit margin, when it's not what we want it to be, the first thing we do is go to the people stuff. We cut out training. We cut out travel. We cut out hiring. And by the way, when you leave the marketplace trying to get back in and have people trust you to be able to hire is a nightmare. Take it from, from HR people. We cut out development. We cut out all these things that are related to people. The asset that we say is invaluable. Again, the words and the actions don't align. It's not the word asset that's the problem. It's how we treat people and how we treat assets in our organization. That's the problem. You don't see organizations immediately ripping up all of their plants because they have invested so much money in those depreciable assets. They can't just shutter the place unless it's really dire, right? What they do is they try to get one person to do an entire line where they had four before, right? It's that kind of thing. But those tangible, hard assets, there's much more thought around what we do with those than the thought that we do with the people that are assets in the organization. So it's not the asset conversation, it's the people conversation. It's the context in which we hold people in our organization. So the next time you start having a conversation about people being our greatest asset, about investing in our people, the next time someone wants you to do an engagement survey, or if you're a small business owner, the next time you go ask people how they're feeling, before you do that, have a really candid conversation with yourself and your leadership team about what you want to do with that information. What is your intent behind gathering that data and gathering insight? Is it just to know because you want to know? Is it because you actually want to take action? What is your reason for asking that additional question. And how does that impact your greatest asset, your people? What are you going to do with that that is going to immediately connect to them? And how do you ensure that your words and your actions align? Because if people truly are your greatest asset, then your behavior should demonstrate that. Because I would argue that many, the greatest asset is the shareholder. Shareholders are important. There's investment in organizations and organizations need money to continue to be going concerns. Absolutely. I understand all of that. And most people do. Most reasonable people do. And is a profit of 40% necessary when you could probably do a profit of 20 and maybe have really great investment in really great people who truly become an asset? and can drive innovation and speed and engagement and creative ideas to move your organization forward that actually ultimately continues to build and increase shareholder value? How about that as a thought? So the next time someone comes to you and is like, we need to stop calling people our assets. I want your response to be, it's not about the word asset. It's about how we treat our people. And turn that mirror around. Are your words and actions aligning when it comes to your resources, the time and energy and money that you spend on the people who are supposedly 
there to help you get where you want to be and ultimately be able to feed and clothe and house and support their own families in the process. Really interesting conversation to be had there. And we're going to probably talk about this one a lot more. So with that, go out, think about how you're treating people. Think about the words that you're using because words matter and the context in which you're using them. Have a fantastic week. If this was something that, that resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. Please go out on your favorite podcast platform and give us a five-star review. Send me a DM and say, hey, Laura, I'll talk about this next time. Um, or what do you think about this? Send me a question. I love to answer questions. Send me a question and let's see if I can get it into the rotation for the podcast. Thank you so much as always for tuning in, for liking, for sharing, for downloading. All of those things matter a lot to me and I appreciate every one of you for doing so. Have a great week and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and for connecting. You can find previous episodes of the podcast on my website at laurelrutledge.com forward slash podcast. You can also find me on social media at Laurel K. Rutledge and or The Rutledge Perspective. And I'd love your perspective on the things we talk about. And if there's a specific topic you want me to cover, just let me know. And please share this podcast with someone in your village who may need this little piece of perspective today. And if you're so inclined, I would really appreciate a five-star rating and review on the platform of your choice. Apple Podcasts and Spotify reviews are particularly helpful. Thank you again for listening. Take care.